Hey, everyone. It's um, good to be here tonight. Uh, it's good to see your faces. I'm just going to take a second and just breathe, let myself calm down. <laughs> um, well, I really just want to encourage you tonight. Is that okay? Can I just encourage you? I just feel like we all just could use encouragement, yes? So, um, but I want to share a story with you, and I shared this with some of the ladies at um, breakfast a couple of months ago, um, but it's worth telling because it does have a point, I promise. So, um, we took a vacation last uh, September, October, and um, took the kids um, out through several different states. We went and saw like the Grand Canyon and um, all the rocks. Every, our kids love rocks. So we just went and saw rocks everywhere we went. We saw um, the Grand Canyon and then we saw mountains and anywhere we looked, New Mexico was all just rocks everywhere. And so they were just in heaven. It was a, it was a fantastic trip. But um, it was magnificent. Ma Colorado is breathtaking. I just love it. I don't know how many of you have been to Colorado before, but it is absolutely breathtaking. And so every corner we would turn and we would see a mountain, we would just, wow, wow, you know, and Jeff's like, I see wow a lot. I'm like, yeah, you are You're saying wow to everything that we see. Um, and so what we wanted to do while we were in Colorado was we wanted to drive up Pikes Peak. And um, I was so excited about this. Like, my dad has climbed it before, and he's going to climb it again, but we were just going to drive. So um, I was like, yeah, we can totally do this. This is a great, this will be a great experience. Like to see the mountain from the top of it instead of the bottom of it, this will be a really cool view. And um, anyway, so we had all geared up for it and psyched ourselves up for it and everything. And um, we started up, and it was beautiful. It, I don't know how many of you have ever done this before, but this was the first time I had driven up a mountain, and it was the most fantastic thing I had ever seen. Uh, there's just the, tr the trees were changing colors. We would stop along the way and take pictures and all of that, and I thought, this is amazing. But then something happened to me when we got above the trees, so when there was no, like, buffer, so if your car goes off the road, there is nothing to catch you. I don't know that a tree would, but I always felt like it would, right? There's just nothing there. Something changed on the inside of me, right? So um, I, am, I am a fairly laid-back person for the most part. I am low-maintenance, and you'll agree with that. I'm low-maintenance. I don't, I mean, I don't get, you know, super crazy about things, but I, I lost it. I lost my mind while we were going up this mountain, this thing I was so excited about. So we start driving up, and once we're above the trees, the drop-off is on my side. Every curve that we go around, it's right here on my side. And so I'm going... It's, Jeff, it is right here. Like, if you make one wrong move, we are goners. Like, I am going to fall off right here. And he keeps reminding me, he says, Vanessa, you're not the only one that's going to fall. Like, the whole car will go. It won't just be your side, right? So I was like, this is, this is terrifying. My hands were sweating. I was just, I was panicking because I thought, I, I do trust him. I trust him to drive. But I don't trust all the other cars coming around the corner the other way because if they make one wrong move and knock us off, we're goners. Like, this is it. We are ending our vacation, going off the mountain, and we're just going to die like this. And I, I seriously felt like that. Um, 
and you can ask my kids. I was like, Jeff, slow down, Jeff. And I was, I, I kept getting on to him, um, and I apologize for that, but I really don't. I don't apologize for how I felt. Um, I feel like I was justified in that. Um, so, but, but he, he, on the other hand, he's driving, right? And he's going, oh, I think that's like Garnet. And he's looking out everywhere. And I said, Jeff, you cannot look at all that stuff right now. You have to keep your eyes on the road. Like you are keeping us alive right now. Do you understand? Do you understand how serious this is? Right? And so I'm like, I'm yelling at him. I don't, I don't typically yell, but I was yelling at him because he was not keeping his eyes on the road, I felt like, right? And he was like, Vanessa, I'm going like two miles an hour. And I'm like, I don't care. So at one point we thought that we had gotten to the summit and I was like, thank God. There was all these cars parked over here and we get there and the guy just keeps waving us on, like keep going. And I'm like, wait, 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 we're not there yet. And so um, I found out that that's where they were parking people to take them up on shuttles. They didn't want us to go on a shuttle, I guess. They wanted us to drive. And so we, we kept driving. So Jeff points out to me, he's like, oh, look up there. And way up there, there's still cars going around. I thought, I, I'm going to die. I cannot do this. And so we finally made it up to the top. And I was just, I was just shaking. I was a mess. I was, um, I was shaking. It was just not, it was not in my nature. And I thought, this is the worst experience I've ever had. I will never, ever do this again. Don't ever drive up Pikes Peak. It's the worst thing we ever did. Um, and so we got up there. We stayed for a few minutes. And then we drove down. And we drove down. And Jeff says, that was so fun. That was do that again, and I'm like, you are nuts. That was so scary, and we're asking the kids, did y'all like it? And of course, they're like, well, mom was freaking out the whole time. And I'm like, well, I was, that's true, um, but I kept us alive. I felt like if I leaned to, the, to this side, maybe it would keep the car on the road, you know, so he wouldn't fall off on my side. So I was like all the way over towards Jeff, and he's like, okay, like breathing room. Um, not alive, but there is a point to that. We both went up the mountain and we had completely different experiences. And we saw things completely differently. So he saw the joy and the excitement of going up the mountain and I was literally crippled in fear. And um, it just keeps reminding me that we all go through things Sometimes we go through the same things and we have a choice as to how we view things and how we see things and what our perspective is. So there was another time that we were driving in, in Colorado and we saw, you know, we're just seeing mountains everywhere and mountains everywhere. And oh, I'm not even going to tell this part, uh, but I'm going to because it gets me every time. But we drove around one corner and I don't even know if Jeff remembers this, but we drove around one corner, and I was like, man, these mountains. And he goes, you know, I really like the valleys. And it just, it shut me up for a second. I thought, how often do you hear people say that? I really like the valleys. We often think of valleys as those really low places in our life. And I know that he was talking about physically, but when you think about valleys spiritually, we don't appreciate those. All we saw the valleys and how much beauty there was, not only on the mountains, but there was, 
and there was life there. And there was people that had put their homes there and lived in the... Oh, it just really, that was a, a trip of perspective for me because we saw... We saw the mountains, and we saw just how majestic God is, but we also learned to appreciate the valleys. And I know that a lot of people have been through, um, been through valleys. We've all been through things. I think at the, beginning of, at the beginning of 2020, everybody was talking about 2020 vision, how we we're going to see everything so clearly in 2020, and then like three months later, that stopped. And in 2020, it's like, let's just get through, right? That God had, a, God had a purpose for us to see clearly in 2020. God had a purpose for us to see that God is always challenging us. God is always challenging us to see. I want you to see it differently. I want you to see it as if you're set free. I want you to see the situation differently because God has done something different. He has made our eyes open to see things differently. He's made our eyes open to see what he can do, what he will do, and we just have to see it, right? Numbers 13, there were 12 men sent by Moses to, to spy out the land, right? And we know how this turned out. Two of them came back, and we're, all of them came back, but two of them came back and said, look, we can do this. We are able to overcome, right? And the other people said, they have big grapes. They have lots of large fruit, right? But the people there are horrible. They, we, there's no way, there's no way that we can overcome them. Same situation, they saw things differently. So we all have the opportunity in each situation in our life to look at things one way or another. And how are we looking at our circumstances? I think of the story, it's in all four Gospels, so you know it's pretty important, about when Jesus fed the 5,000. He says... What are we going to do? What should we do for all these people? Should we give them something to eat? And Philip starts, I don't remember the exact wording, but Philip starts calculating how much money it's going to take to feed all these people, right? He forgot that the person that he's standing next to, that he had seen do miracles all over the place, he was standing right next to him, and he's trying to figure it out in the natural. He's trying to figure out how it can happen. He's putting his pen to his paper, and nothing's coming up. And, and God says, okay, wait, does anybody have anything, right? And so they take the bread, and you know what happens after that. But but he right next to the one who can make all of that. So God is challenging us to see things through his viewpoint and not ours. He know he says his ways are so right. Make your habits now. And in Exodus 16, um, this is when um, manna started falling from heaven, which was amazing, right? And and Moses tells the people, you need for each day. It was up to each person to get what he needed for each day. It wasn't up to Moses to go gather it for everybody and then pass it out. Every person had a responsibility to make. It was up to each person to get what they needed. And so it's, it's not Pastor Bill's responsibility, right, to hand out what we need each week. 
but it's our responsibility each day to make the habit to get up and say, this is for me, this is what I need today, and I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna make it happen. And so we make those habits each day so we are prepared to be able to see things. Be faithful in the day-to-day. I know we see a lot of, um, of course, on Facebook, you see a lot of like highlights of people's lives. We don't see the day-to-day real life, right, of your kids screaming and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, Be faithful in the day-to-day. When do you want your kids to start brushing their teeth? When they have cavities? (laughs) No. No, no, no. When they just start getting teeth, right? Because you want to develop that habit in them before there's a problem, singing praises because they were so happy to be in jail that night. I don't think they were. I don't think they were too excited. But they were doing what they always do. Like David, it doesn't matter if I'm in a valley. It doesn't matter if I'm on a mountain. It doesn't matter if I'm facing Goliath. It doesn't matter if I'm in this jail right now. I'm going to do what I have always done, and I'm going to worship start praying as soon as they made the decree. Long before he had the habit, every day he made the habit. So what happens when the king makes a decree? He continues in his habit. He was faithful in his habit. The time to start praying is not when there's a decree to not pray, right? (laughs) David worshiped in the presence of Saul He worshiped out in the field by himself long before he was ever a king. He had a habit of being a worshiper. Didn't matter his status or position or when I get to this place, I will will worship. It was right now I'm in the field with these sheep. I'm going to worship. And that's when he learned to love God as his shepherd. Because that's what he did. I thought about what he did after he was anointed for king. You know, they brought him in and he was anointed. And I always thought, what did he do after that? He started taking care of his sheep again. Worshiping, being faithful in what you're doing day to day. And Abednego, I think they had a resolve in them long before they were ever thrown in a fire that they would stand for only one true God. So regardless of what happens, we give praise and we give thanks because that's what we do. No matter what, that's what we do. You know, the, the, the scripture says, uh, give thanks in all circumstances. So guess what? We make a habit of in all circumstances, I'm going to give thanks. That doesn't mean, I, I realize this, that it's not saying I'm giving thanks for all things because I'm not giving thanks like, you know, if I lost my job, I'm not going to be thankful for that. But I'm in that situation I can be thankful because God is still good. In that situation, no matter how dark it seems, no matter what the situation looks like, I can be thankful in that situation because my God is still good. Amen? It's all about what we choose to see. Acts 2.42, the people in the the very beginning, they devoted themselves or they continued steadfastly to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking prayers. I love how the Passion Translation says it. it says every- So we have the opportunity as well to create atmospheres for whatever that we want to grow. So if we want to grow a life of faith 
and a life of trust, there are things that we might have to turn off, right? There are noises that we might have to turn off because we have the ability to create atmospheres. We, I learned long ago, I used to love to watch news in the morning, I didn't love, but I just, I would have the news on in the morning, and I realized that before my kids were going to school, they were seeing all the mess that was on there, who killed who, and what was going on. I thought, I don't want that to be the first thing they see before they leave for school in the morning, and so I decided then, I will not have it on in the morning, and we very rare, we don't ever watch the news now, but um, I just didn't want that atmosphere in my home, and I felt like we have control over what comes in to, to our home, and we're going to guard that, right? So our kids, we're going to help guard what, what atmosphere is set, because I want them to grow in a place that is healthy and is full of faith and is full of life and not one that's talking about whatever brings the issue the issues of life. Another, another scripture, another version says to guard your heart. What does a guard do? So careful to see who, who or what. It's a guard's job to make sure only the things that are supposed to be in are in and the rest stays out, right? And that's what we're supposed to do with our heart is because there are things trying to bombard us and our families every single day. And we have the opportunity to take control over that and create the atmosphere that we want for growth. Do we want to grow fear or do we want to grow faith? How are we creating an atmosphere? So what are we choosing to see? Psalm 16, 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Man, we can stand on that scripture because I have set the Lord always before me. And that goes back to David having that relationship, that priority. I always have that. Because of that, I will not be shaken. It doesn't matter what situation I'm in. It doesn't matter what happens. 62.6 says, He's, he only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. And I think this is a really good time for us to come into this year not being shaken. So how do we do that? We choose to see. We choose to see when we're creating habits before we need them. We're choosing to see by being faithful. We're choosing to see by setting an atmosphere. So when God says, look, I want you to see this, we can see it because we've guarded our heart, because we've created an atmosphere where we can see clearly because we have prepared for this. And I believe that this year, God is going to challenge us more than ever to see things differently, to see things that we can only see with our spiritual eyes. And people look at you and go, that is the craziest thing I have ever heard of because it doesn't make sense in the natural. But my prayer this year has been that God will do things this year, or I will notice things, I will see things that God does that don't make sense. Because he is the God of the not making sense, right? He is the God of the, I don't know how that just happened. He's that kind of God, right? So we choose to see. We choose to see his goodness in everything we do. We choose to see our... Um, Choose to see your gifts instead of your failures. Choose to see that he is your provider. 
not your job. Choose to see that he is. Choose to see that he is your healer. We have a choice. And we get to choose what we open our eyes to. God's going to do things this year that don't make sense. And he's going to do things that only he can do. And it's going to require us to be able to see. And we have to be the ones, like Joshua, that can look at that locked up place and go, I see it, God. I see it. Everyone else thinks I'm crazy, but I see what you're doing. And I will follow you and I will walk around this place forever, over and over. And once I see what you're doing, God, it will require me or will cause me to move to action and follow and do crazy things because I know that what you see is what you can do. And this is a time to trust God. It's a time to see what only he can see. That uh, song we sang tonight... um, was about in the mountains and the valleys you stay the same right um and there's that other song that we sing that says i'm oh is that what in mountaintops you stay the same in valleys low you never change and i believe that i will see the goodness of the lord i'm confident as seasons change your faithfulness remains he is faith and we have a choice whether we see that or not so tonight i just really wanted to encourage you that we we have an opportunity to see some great things we do, but it's up to us to see them. It's us to, up to us to open our eyes, to build that relationship with the Lord like we never have before so that we have that trust built up, so that we go through situations and, and people look at us and go, how in the world are you making it through? We say, because I can see the goodness of God. I can see that the Lord is good. Amen. Can I pray for you? Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, God, that you are good. So, Father, we commit to seeing what you see, what you see. Lord, I thank you that this year you're going to do so many things that don't make sense. Father, I pray that we wouldn't just blow it off, but, Father, I pray that we would attach ourselves to it, God, in prayer, in faith, and believe that we will see what you can do in this church, in our lives, in our families, in every area. I thank you that you are good all the time. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.